American Samoa's best music mix, 93 KHJ. We're on the phone with world-renowned opera singer, Penay Pati. Penay, good morning. Penay, good morning. And uh, Taya Manwia, it's good to talk to you. Are you in Berlin like we talked to you yesterday, or are you somewhere else? I am in I am indeed. I'm in Berlin. I only just got here about two days ago. I was in Monaco before that. Where is Monaco? Like, what country is that in? Yeah, Monaco. This this even got me. It's actually at the base of France, and it's its own country. Um, I it's it's actually the size of a small city, but it really is its its own country. Do they have like their own language, or do they speak French there too? They have a dialect of um, French, but really the most common language now is French there. Okay. Can you speak French? I do indeed. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah it comes with the job. How many languages? So, yeah, obviously we're talking to you in English, but opera is typically sung in a non-English language. What different languages do you speak besides just English here? Uh, in terms of speaking, like I can actually hold conversation. It's uh, Italian, French, English, and Samoan. Uh, but singing in these languages, oh, there's about six. I sing in Russian and Spanish and German on, on top of that. And you know exactly what you're singing. Now, when you're like singing in Russian, are you translating in Samoan in your head or are you thinking in English or <laughs> Bulgarian uh, or whatever well, you're talking? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it. I mean, all the research goes on uh, before, but it's all just uh, retranslated into English. And so that I know exactly what I'm singing at what point. Um, and yeah, and most of the rehearsals are done in those languages. So if, if you're in France and you end up doing rehearsals, it's all in French. So you kind of have no choice. You kind of forced into it. Um, okay. By the way, this is Pene Pati. Uh, he's one of the opera singers that will be talking with us, uh, not talking with us, singing to us uh, next week <laughs> or next month, rather, in uh, December for the uh, opera gala that's happening at the Lee Auditorium. So, Penny, yes. we're, we're talking to you on the other side of the world. Actually, what time is it over there? It is now actually going on to 6.30 p.m. Okay, so, so we're exactly 12 hours difference from you. Well, I'm, I'm doing a morning show right now. So, like, the sun just barely came up. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at any rate, we're, we're so excited to have you come to American Samoa and, and sing for us. We've been, we've been playing promos that feature your singing in like these six second uh, ads. And we're really, we're just getting a, a ton of feedback, really positive feedback that, um, first of all, the people are just so excited to see opera and opera sung by a, uh, a son of Samoa. Yeah. And I, I think that's always been on, I think more. Because we have a love for singing, you know, and, and everyone sees opera and they see it on, they probably saw Bocelli sing or they saw Pavarotti sing or on TV. And to, to actually bring it to them in person and have them, and, and I know they all kind of, they all wish, they, everyone sings opera in their shower. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Right, right. So to see it front on, I think it'll be a great evening. Now, when you are on tour, are you on? Are, are you touring with other Samoan musicians as well? Because I understand this is like a triple bill. It's not just you. Uh, there, there are some other composers that will be joining you as well. Yes. So the the, the lads that will be joining me, uh, Moses Mackay, Samson Settle, and Ludwig Trevorus. Uh, so Ludwig and Moses, we've done many shows together in New Zealand. Uh, Samson, however, we haven't really sung together, but we've done a few couple of duets together, but we all know each other very, very well. We're just all in different parts of the world at, at most any given time. 
I see. And how long have you been doing this professionally? Uh, singing opera, I would say since 2009. So just over 10 years, like 13 years now, but actually working properly on stage and having a full, fully fledged uh, career would probably be since 2017. So before that was really studying, trying to figure out the pathways, where do I go, uh, figure out all the obstacles. And as of 17, it was kind of full on fledged freelancing from that onwards. Now you mentioned the stage. Are you a stage actor too? Am I a stage? Sorry, what was that? Are you, are you an actor as well? You said you work on stage. To, to some degree. I mean, all theater, you, you have to, there's a director on stage that you have to figure out how to do certain things, how to act on stage, how to laugh, how to cry, how to emote. And then, of course, the tenors, which I am on, are always falling in love with everyone. It's just the, <laughs> it's the normal route of a tenor. He's always falling in love. I see. Okay. And uh, we wanted to ask you how you got started in this business. Um, you were actually uh, a musician before you were an actual singer, right? Yes, I took, on, I took up um, classical piano. Um, I, had, I just saw my cousin playing at church and I thought, man, I, I just want to know, learn some basic skill. And as I was playing in high school, the teacher approached me and said, do you want to learn properly or are you just doing that for fun? And a part of me thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a go because there's no one else who's playing piano at that time. Uh, and as I proclaimed that, he said, hey, come and join the choir. You sing a lot because of church. You might like it. And then from there on, he was like, you should actually do some solo singing. And at first, I totally disregarded it because I thought, this is stupid. Why would I, why would I pursue any, why would I pursue <laughs> singing? Uh, little did I know it ended up being my my full-on career. <laughs> right. You're not, you're not, you probably don't play piano that much anymore. You're just a, an opera singer, huh? Yeah. I, I, I most, mostly opera. I mean, I, piano skill has come in handy so much uh, to learn all the music that's thrown at you, but I do miss, I, I really often think how would I have been had I continued being a, a classical pianist over an opera singer, but I'm glad, I'm glad I'm an opera singer. So you being um, a Samoan opera singer, were there any challenges or adversity that you had to overcome to take this on as a career? Man, I tell you what, John, there, there was so much. At the time that I, that, that I decided to come up and do opera, uh, there was one other Samoan opera singer who was very successful in New Zealand. His name was Jonathan Malu. But he was about 10 years before I started and no one else really came up after that. And the whole belief in an opera singer from the islands really dropped off the scale in New Zealand. And as I started, none really wanted to support the idea. I don't think they were trying to be mean. They were just going to be realistic. But because of that, I got no real help. There was no scholarship. There was no direction because they just, they just offset it right off the bat. They just said, you know what? It's not going to work. Um, and I guess there was a part of me that was like, do I turn around now or do I keep pursuing it? In the hopes that maybe someone in the future will look and say, he did it, I can do it too. And uh, yeah, so in the beginning, it was really hard. It was really, really tough. And uh, you, you really have made a successful, I mean, I was just doing some research on you and, uh, you know, like the San Francisco Chronicle singing your praises. Uh, you're, you're like a very famous in the, uh, the, the, the opera circles and uh, performing arts worldwide. It's, it's quite impressive. So um, thank you, John. I wanted to ask you as well, when you're performing, have you ever, like, who's the most famous person that you've uh, performed in front of? Oh, man. 
Oh, uh, I think the most famous would have to be the Queen. The Queen of England. Uh, the Queen of England. Back in 2017, we did uh, we did a show. I did a show in front of the Queen at the Royal Albert Hall in London, and that was spectacular. That day was incredible. That, yeah, I, you know what? That's a tough act to follow. Unless you're singing before God, I, I can't think of, uh, you know. I mean, that's the Queen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was... It, was, it was something else, man. And at, at that point, when you're standing on stage, you think, man, this is the worst time to forget lyrics. If you ever, if that ever comes up. Did, you did it was, know, it did went you? Down a charm. You nailed it, huh? Oh, oh, man. Took it home. Took it home. Oh, good for you. That's, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that there's been like a head of state that's been around for as long. I mean, you know, I, I was they're going through her uh, retrospective because she just passed away, or, or I think earlier this year. And uh, I mean, she was queen for like you see her back in like the fifties when she was, uh, you know, somebody that's just transcended so many generations. And for you to be able to, I know, to to sing in front and of somebody so many, like so that, many people have only known her as as the as the head of state. No one like they don't know what it's like to. It's so weird to have our king. It's, it's strange. Yeah, King Charles. In fact, I, I don't know. I'm I'm still on the fence about that guy. So, um, <laughs> he's not as good as, the, uh, as Queen Elizabeth. But that that's really cool. And um, you know, while we're just asking you some other questions, if I could ask you, what inspirations do you look to whenever you're getting ready to perform, or you are in the process of doing it? I. That's, that's a good question. I, I think the inspiration that I seek just before I jump on stage is not only my family, and that's a given. I think for anyone who goes on stage or for anyone who does something big, it should be their family should be at the forefront. But I, I think it's knowing that you're probably the only islander on stage at that part, at that part of the world, and having that bearing that burden is a kind of a beautiful thing because you kind of represent all of the Pacific in one go. And for me, that, that I don't know, there's a part of me that really cherishes that moment because it's like, if you don't do it, then no one else is going to believe that it's possible from where you're from. And that really motivates me. It's my inspiration to get up and say, look, I'm flying the flag for Samoa and I'm flying the flag for the Pacific and doing it in a field that has nothing to do with you. You know, that's the question that I get from, from Europe all the time. They're like, what are you doing here? Jeez. And I always just look at them and I said, I came to take you on on your own art form. <laughs> <laughs> right. And are, are there many other Samoan singers when you're singing there or per persons of, of color? I mean, I just look back to opera over the years and that seems to have been predominantly white art, if I may. And, yes. uh, you know, you're, you've come in and, and you kind of champion it on behalf of, uh, of Samoa. Are there other uh, opera singers like yourself? Yes, uh, and so now there are a lot of island singers who have come through and, uh, and currently studying opera, both all over the Pacific and all over the States, actually. Uh, uh, a lot of African singers are now coming through, which are, they're really, really taking over and really got some great standings in the world of opera. But in terms of the Pacific at the moment, it's you, could count, you can count the amount of uh, Pacific island singers who are really cracking it on, on one hand, really. And so that's kind of a special thing to, to, to be one of those five and representing everybody. Yeah, and hopefully when you come here, you know, you, you, there's some, because we've got some great uh, talent here, just uh, unseen talent. Ethan uh, always talks about that, always has, that um, 
we're kind of like a, a an underrated, unknown pearl of the world, really, as far as talent. Not just on the football or the rugby field. I feel like most people know Samoans as, oh, they're really good at sports or they they make great soldiers. But they are also remarkable singers and performers. And I'm hoping, you know, this is my hope, and I think many other, I'm speaking on behalf of the island, when you're able to come down here and somebody's you performing and goes, you know what, I do that in my car. I do that in my shower. I can do that on stage and draws inspiration from you and says, hey, Penne overcame these incredible odds and all of this adversity and made a career and is making a name for himself, is representing the whole island of, of islands of Samoa in front of the whole world. And I can do that too. And we have the next uh, Pavarotti or uh, uh, Beethoven or, or who, what have you that Ex- comes out of here. Absolutely. I, I have no doubts. And I do stick by my, I, I stick by my saying where I said, if I had come out right now, if I had started singing right now, you probably never noticed me. I probably wouldn't be where I am because of the amount of talent there is in the Pacific. It's just untapped. And you're right. There's a stereotype whenever you say, oh, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to be a singer. Of course, the first thing parents will say will be like, is that a real job? <laughs> and, and I understand. <laughs> I totally understand. But the, what I'd love to inspire the youth is that if you're so naturally gifted at something, then doesn't it make sense to use that and do what you're good at? <laughs> and I think once they know that, they get into the field of opera or even musicals or anything, they will take over because it's so naturally embedded in their DNA and they just don't know it. All right. And I, I want to um, just follow this up. We have a bit of choppy connection here. We're doing this on Facebook Messenger, but just to frame it, it's 10,000 times better than what you and I were trying to do yesterday. So if you think this sounds bad, <laughs> yesterday's was all the worse. But what will sound great and unchoppy is pin a live concert uh, next month on the 14th when you, Lord willing, uh, make it here to American Samoa. And we're so excited to have you here. Uh, I am running out of time, Penny, but I just wanted to thank you You've been such an accessible, so much, easy, easy person to talk to. And I really, really enjoyed doing this interview. And I, I hope I get to meet you. And more importantly, I hope that uh, people and old people alike here in American Samoa are able to meet you and to see you and draw inspiration from the mark you've made. Oh, thank you. And I hope to join you in studio when I get there. Very good. All right. Well, we'll stay in close touch. I see we've added one another on Facebook. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing you here. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. And that's Penny Pate talking with us here, one of the uh, performers that will be at the Opera Gala next month, December 14th at the Lee Auditorium. For tickets, reach out to Marshall Ashley's office that's right next door to us here in Fangaima.